sorry this time. Are you sure you don't have a you're not gonna do a thing? No. Go ahead. Hey everybody, you're listening to everyone's a critic. The world's first curated volume of other people's opinions. I forgot we have to do a new segment on our show, getting started. This is uh the new segment on our show called I Did a Dumb Thing. (laughs) Whoops. No, I'm gonna call it shit my husband did last night. Okay, we'll get to that. No, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. First, I wanted to make a correction. So this is the part of the show where we'll make corrections for the dumb things we do in past episodes. In our pilot episode, I did a dumb thing. I made the assumption that everyone from Evanston, Wyoming spoke with a deep, deep, deep (laughs) southern accent. Uh, We have since driven through Wyoming. We have driven through Evanston, Wyoming. We have taken a selfie outside of the The legal legal tender. tender. And uh, I have learned that they do not speak with any kind of Southern accent at all, even vaguely. So to the people of Evanston, Wyoming, I'm sorry. Go on. That's very big of you. It's very big of me. Last night, Jonathan tried to strip for a bouncer. It was pretty much the greatest thing I've ever seen a human being do. This bouncer asked him to remove his driver's license from the window in his wallet so that he could get a better look at it. And instead of hearing, can you take that out, Jonathan heard, can you take that off and started to unbutton his button down. I thought he's a perfect human being. I thought he needed to check for weapons. (laughs) It didn't seem that. It seems that unreasonable now. It did not seem that unreasonable at the time. I had a bag with me that he did not seem interested in checking at all, which is a better place to conceal a weapon than a tight-fitting button-down. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. Hey, folks. Yep. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic. Yep. I'm Jonathan. I'm Jess. And what we do is we take reviews that we find online that we think are just super funny and that give you an excellent window into the humanity around you and how they respond to the things that they want to review. And we share those with you. Uh, The other part of our show is that we do not tell each other what it is we're going to be sharing until we do the podcast in order to keep it fresh. So uh, my my theme for this week is going to be reviews for the crap television that we enjoy to hate. That was that was put badly that we enjoy. You mean the the crap television that we just enjoy because Mm -hmm. the irony at some point we have to shirk off and know that deep down inside of ourselves, we just kind of like it. I'm not willing to say that I like (laughs) it just yet, but um, yeah, I think this is something I want to keep coming back to. So for this one, I have two shows in particular that we're going to be talking about. What are they? What are they? What are they? I will I will get to this later. First, I want to hear what you're doing. Okay. This week I have brought... I'm going back to my roots a little bit. I'm going back to some recipes that I'm very excited about. My first recipe this week is better than sex cake, which <laughs> led me down a rabbit hole. To the the person, when I think better than sex cake and the kind of Midwestern middle-aged housewife that creates a better than sex cake, and I started thinking about Aunt Sandy, Sandra Lee, semi-homemade. I assume that was a real aunt of yours for a second. (laughs) I do have a lot of them, but none of them are Sandy. Okay. 
You don't sound excited about this. I, I'm, I'm pensive. You don't sound excited about better than sex cake. It's better than sex. It makes me a little worried. What's the other thing you're doing? I, well, I'm doing better than sex cake, and I'm mm-hmm. doing Sandra Lee oh, okay. as a person, oh, okay. as a Got- human being. You found reviews for a human being? No, I found okay. reviews for a couple of her particularly interesting recipes. Well, let's get started with that better than sex cake. Let's let's get me excited about what sounds like it's going to be a disaster. Have you ever had? What is your knowledge level on better than sex cake? Zero. Okay, there are two basic versions of better than sex cake. There's like a tropical kind of pineapple coconut better than sex cake, which I think is the more like, well, actually, I don't know. I didn't do the research. And then there's like a death by chocolate better than sex cake. So it's really whatever floats your boat. I I assume this was just a title some all recipes user gave a cake. This is like an established thing? Yes. This is like an established thing. And my favorite, by, I don't know, middle aged baking women who, who like to take it to parties and go, but like, where did you first hear Karen, about this? Give me, give me some. It's context. called better than sex cake, <laughs> because my job makes me work with a lot of middle-aged women. I'm also from the South, so you hear a lot of middle-aged relatives of mine who have brought this to gatherings and then told me in closed quarters, "It's called better than sex cake." Okay, gotcha. Because that's how it's said. It's always said in a in a giggle whisper. So we're going to start with the the kind of pineapple, uh, vanilla pudding, whipped cream, coconut pecan situation that okay. is better than sex cake. This is better than sex cake for, on all recipes, Ooh. recipe by Mary R, yellow cake, pineapple, vanilla pudding, and whipped cream. Delicious is what she has to say about this. Okay. Yellow cake mix. Crushed pineapple with juice, white sugar, instant vanilla pudding mix, three cups milk, heavy whipping cream, confectioner sugar, vanilla extract, flaked coconut, and chopped pecans. That that sounds like um that sounds like some some semi homemade bullshit. Mm. Lovely. Doesn't it already sound better than CX? This is what Princess Melissa, all recipes user Princess Melissa, has to say. Tambo has this to say. All recipes user Tambo. The name is certainly fake advertisement, or at least for some people's sake, I hope so. First of all, I would not suggest this cake for the winter time. I made it yesterday and by the recipe, and it was not what I was expecting. It was too cold to eat on a cold day. The best thing about it was simply the box cake. The pudding wait, wait, was wait, too wait, much. Wait, 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 wait. Too cold. Isn't the... Sometimes cake is too cold to eat. But can't you... Can't he, can't, can't you put it in a microwave? Well, no, because it's winter time. Okay. The Carry best on. thing about this cake was simply the box cake. The pudding was too much and the whipped cream mixture was runny and simply sunk to the bottom. I appreciate the recipe, but I will not be making this one again. One star. What's the whipped cream mixture? So you like, you make the cake and then you make like a homemade whipped topping and you put that on top and then you put coconut and pecans and it how did it sink to the bottom what is he talking about i i i assume they just did it incorrectly and (laughs) are they eating raw cake i don't understand well no i guess like if because if you made your whipped cream too runny then it wouldn't it wouldn't be firm enough to sit on the top and it would just kind of like come apart and sink into the cake no i don't buy it (laughs) i don't buy it something's fucky there 
But being that it was so cold, I don't understand why. Why it would be so rough. They had a problem. You know There's what is good of, for cold yeah. weather? Mm-hmm. What? Sex. Mm, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Just sort of in a physical sense. That is technically true. In a body heat sense. <clears throat> All recipes user Denise had this to say. I wanted to make the choco version of this better than sex cake, but I didn't have all the stuff. It was very, this, this cake was very easy to make, and it tasted like an easy cake. In other words, I won't make it again. There is half of it left, and my family has never left cake. It what, wasn't what bad, it mean but taste, it wasn't good. What does it mean to taste like an easy cake? Does it mean that your cake tastes slutty? It does. Okay. I mean, I like a slutty cake. I'm very sex positive, and I feel like if it's an easy cake, it's just living its best life. In my mouth. Hints to stars. I appreciate having the recipe, though. Without it, we wouldn't have had any cake. And so-so cake is better than no cake. And I believe at this point she is explicitly talking about her sex life. This is how middle-aged women talk, right? It's all just code for their sex lives. I have to imagine. Southern, southern middle-aged women, obviously. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't talk about sex in the no, South. you don't talk about it at all, so you just but use code. listen, so-so cake is better than no cake. That, that's marital advice from Tennessee. My cake has been too short lately. <laughs> um, I've, got, I've got one more on this recipe, and then we're going to dive into the rabbit hole. Are you ready? My husband's cake just doesn't have a lot of stamina. <laughs> I always thought cake was uh, bigger than it turned out to be. We don't believe in cake protection. <laughs> have you met my six children? Listen. I heard if you make a cake upright, you can't have cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> Patty L. has this to say. I was given this recipe years ago by a dear neighbor who has since passed. And I lost it. Oh. Lady that she was. Margaret called it better than Brad Pitt cake. Oh, come on. Thank goodness for all recipes. My favorite go-to site. I found it and I can make it again. In Margaret's recipe, there are no nuts and coconut is not toasted. Couldn't eat it any other way. Of course, it's gone in a jiff. We love this cake. So I got curious about better than Brad Pitt cake. Yes. Let's dig into that minefield. Turns out better than Brad Pitt cake is basically the same recipe. But I think that they encourage you to use a pineapple cake mix instead of a yellow cake mix. So that's that's better than Brad Pitt cake. And and while I was perusing this better than Brad Pitt cake, uh, I... I I, I found I found these things. All recipes user Dagny had this five star review. This cake is our new family favorite. So we, we're on a different cake, right? Yes, this is better than Brad Pitt. We've had it on several occasions. I haven't had Brad Pitt, but this cake rocks. Ooh, saucy joke. For variation, replace the crushed pineapple and peaches. We call it better than Johnny Depp cake. Implying that at some point she has had Johnny Depp. Good for her. Is there? Is, <laughs> is there, it? Is it? Maybe. 
Maybe in maybe in the nineties. Maybe in the nineties. Is there better than Benicio del Toro cake? I I don't know. Cake is what you make it. Is there a ah oh shit? Who's... I love that. That's who you you jump to. It's just Brad Pitt, Johnny Depp, Benicio del Toro. Is it not who you jump to? Also, I didn't. Brad Pitt, Johnny Depp, not mine. <laughs> I just like that that Benicio del Toro. I just like it. I just it's not or or. The Clooney. I just will never find him as attractive as you do. I just, I just don't. Or know. Uh, that guy from Queer Eye, better than Anthony Cake. <laughs> Nothing is better than Anthony. Okay, I'm gonna hit you with two more reviews. Um, for which cake? For you know what, you're just gonna have to find out. Okay, fine. So this is better than Brad Pitt cake again. <clears throat> I well, I found out. Awesome. <gasps> this is from All Recipes so User A Z Cat Lady. Ooh, God, okay. This cake was good, but nothing to rave about. Maybe I'm prejudiced, because I think this cake is missing a major ingredient. Chocolate. Winky face. Seriously, though, if you like vanilla, you'll probably enjoy this cake. What? Three stars. No chocolate. No chocolate in the pineapple cake. Aw, fuck. (laughs) That's my favorite ingredient in anything (laughs) pineapple-related. This is, okay, this is an honorable mention. Because, like I said, there is a chocolate version of uh, Better Than Sex Cake. Okay. And it it basically, it has chocolate, chocolate pudding, chocolate icing, and uh, candy bars on top, Mm. generally. Like a Heath bar or a score bar, and people said put Butterfingers, put whatever, put your dick, like anything can go on top of it. That sounds lovely, okay. Um, It doesn't, but. It sounds like a lot. Sounds, Sounds like, like a, a lot. lot. Um, that's better than sex cake too. On all recipes, if anybody is really curious, um, and there was only there was one review that I did feel like was worth mentioning. How many? How many are there? Is it like fast? I think and there's furious, four. There's, oh, okay, I think there's, there's only four. four. Okay. So far, this is from All Recipes user Jonathan H, and it is a five star review. A little positivity. We need that. Good cake, but whoever thinks cake is better than sex has never had a real orgasm. A little Besides, negativity. We need that. Awesome. Sex doesn't make you obese and diabetic. Thanks. What the fuck? <laughs> what a harsh, harsh person. And I just, <laughs> I just had scrolled through page after page after page. My little boy calls this better than Xbox cake. And that, and then this man was just like, guys, your sex lives are bad. Still gave it five, five stars. Five stars. <laughs> Dude loves his candy. And boning. And bone in. Um, I do have one more thing. Oh, hit me. Please hit me. Um, ooh. So this is slightly unrelated to, but it is, I guess, under the better than sex umbrella. Mm-hmm. So there was, when I was Googling this, better than sex cookies comes up. And I will let you know that's generally not a thing. Like, I, I'm not, not heard of that before, at least. This is the description from Mike W., the recipe poster. Here is a recipe for some very good cookies. These cookies were once described as better than sex by a platonic female friend. What they are is... Thank you for clarifying. I was very curious. They're white chocolate chip macadamia nut cookies is what they are. But a platonic female friend described them as better than sex. So he was like, that's going to get me points on all recipes. (laughs) Nursey Sue had this four-star you review. You can just say friend. Can right? you, though? But how will you know that, that they are female, that he has a female friend? And how will you know that if he has a female friend, that they are not 
engaging in coitus. Oh, those those if layers he, of complexity. If he doesn't say that it's a platonic female friend. Oh, Nursey Sue had this four-star review. I just made these cookies. I followed what others said to make a little higher than flat cookie because it spreads. Mm. Also, they were not done at nine minutes. I think ten minutes mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. better. And close to 375 oven. First batch at nine minutes was deli. Close to 375? That's not how baking works. Close. Close counts in baking, obviously. It's not a science. It's an art. (laughs) Cooking is a science. No, baking is a science. Cooking is an art. (laughs) Listen, talk to Florian Bellager. Okay. He'll tell you all about it. I'll shoot him a text. (laughs) (laughs) They are good cookies if baked correctly, but better than sex? There are four question marks. I'm divorced. Not sure about that one. What? Uh, (laughs) uh, I'll let that one speak for itself. I'm just going to drop it right there. Just boop. Boop. I mean, I I guess I know why she's divorced. Probably. If there there was no sex in the past marriage. I just, I just, I like this concept. I'm, I'm, I don't know what sex. I forgot. I know how how does how does sex these cookie sex how does sex <laughs> I'm divorced I'm sex I forgot all about it I quit my job mowing yards and now I don't know what yards are what the fuck's a yard I don't know I don't know used to be a teacher now I'm not what children I'm walking down the road what are these things in what? front of people's houses why is there so much space and what's this green stuff feels so good on my toes <laughs> is this better than sex I don't know. <clears throat> And we're going to cap this off with a recipe for from Shine for Jesus. And we're still on the cookies, right? Better, yes. Better than sex cookies. Better than sex cookies. Okay. This is a review from, from Shine for Jesus. Pardonnez, mon monsieur. Ooh, give that to me again. More more Parisian. <clears throat> that was more, more Parisian. Pardonnez. It's, oh, that's actually moi monsieur. But combined with heavenly love, no cookie is better than, you know. Is there a little winky face? There is a little. Well, it's a it's it's a colon, a question mark, a slash, and then one of those curvy brackets. That is not an emoji. Ooh. What? Anyway, haven't made these cookies yet, but I will. I'll let you know what I think. <laughs> That, that person has to get back to fucking work. They need to get off all recipes and fucking... In case anyone was wondering, Wii is, is spelled W-H-E-U-U-U, three exclamation points. And now it's all... Uh, it's every... Uh, it's my favorite expression now. That's what I'm going to say all the time. Wii. Um, pardon is muy monsieur. Wii. Talk to me about... Trash television. Trash television. Trash the first television. show. Are you ready for the first show we're digging into? Oh, I'm so excited. There's we friends. We have watched so much television that is bad, bad. That is bad. Let's name the good television shows we watch. Let's not. I listen. We have watched two f- complete seasons of Worst Cooks in America. 
Oh God, yeah, that was that was a while ago too. We have watched one complete season of the Great Food Truck Race. Oh, and was it bad? We oh, might come gosh. to that one later. What we're going to talk about first is the recently Emmy nominated American Ninja oh, Warrior, and okay. that was my best Matt oh. Eisman impersonation. <laughs> Wasn't really Matt Eisman at all. Can I interject and say yes. that? I love the concept of American Ninja Warrior. What about it? Like, I just, I like to see the people be strong and they do good things and it's amazing. And there's all all these women with giant shoulder muscles. I'm a big fan of that part too. That's pretty, that's pretty dope. And Jesse Graff is my wife. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good things about American Ninja Warrior. It's, it's, uh, yes, there are. Jesse Graff, Michelle Warnke, Megan Martin. Jesse Lebrecht. Didn't say your name, right? Le- oh, it's Lebrecht. <laughs> Likes Lebrecht. Okay. We've got our fandom out of the way. Let's talk about... There are four good things about... There are four oh, there's good the things new, about... Oh, there's a new woman, too, who's like 19, and she fucking beasted it. She was she was, pretty, she was amazing. She, flew she was pretty fucking, fucking rad. Let's, let's, let's go <laughs> ahead and say we are watching the season on Hulu. It's like, is it this season or last season? I, I don't even no know. I have no idea. We don't even fucking care. But we I'm just, watching just, it. I'm putting it in my eyeballs. It. And then basically we throw it on and like with any bad television, we watch it and then just talk about how much we dislike it for a good hour. And then we put on another one. <laughs> watch, rinse, repeat. So first review I have here. So I've got all my reviews for today's show from IMDb. Oh, I'm so excited and right I've now. Just, I've just got the five total. I am edge of my seat excited I've right got, now. I've got five reviews for all the shows I did. This first review, we're going to start positive. This you gotta, is, you gotta stop saying how, how the number of reviews in case we we fuck one up. You got to snip it. I've got a small amount of reviews <laughs> for this episode. This first review on IMDb from Healing Toolbox. Ten out of ten. Healing Toolbox is that doing it for you? Is, <laughs> there, is that there a something first there? aid kit? I guess it's a a decontextualized first aid kit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Go to the doctor. Excuse me. Let me get my get out my healing toolbox. It makes me think more of like a tackle box full of crystals. Oh, <laughs> crystals with his C. I mean, either one. He, okay. I definitely just immediately pictured just a whole bunch of like little little, little square little, little hamburgers, little hamburgers in a tackle okay. box, and I got a little excited. My God, ten out of ten. <laughs> For me, one of the best shows, fictional or real, TV has ever produced. Again, American Ninja Warrior is Emmy nominated. Now, cut cut me off whenever you feel like this is a long one. I will. Don't worry. You cut me off. Yes. To mint too many commercial breaks after the breakthrough popular seventh, season seven. I find American Ninja Warrior more watchable than Olympic gymnastics. Due to the intense judging in the Olympics, every athlete approximates the same single judge-friendly style. Boring! In American Ninja Warrior, each athlete competes only with themselves. I have a separate article in me about what I've learned about athleticism from watching varied people tackle the same obstacles. Now, let's stop it right there for a second. I don't think it's in any way fair or appropriate or cool or justified to compare American Ninja Warrior with uh, the thousands-year-long tradition of the Olympics. Especially Olympic gymnasts. Are you kidding me? Olympic gymnastics me? Is, like watching, oh. is like watching aliens invent magic. 
<laughs> that is so true. With their bodies. With their bodies. It's uh, Olympic gymnastics and Olympic figure skating are like, it's gold. It's That's gold. some gold right there. It's some good shit. Not ashamed. Many competitors are gymnastic trainers and trainers of kids and teens in real life. We also have the handful of aerospace professionals, the occasional TV weatherman, weather person, stockbroker, no, and that's TV. His, he's like the weatherman warrior or something oh, like yeah. that. That's like his, his shtick. I think Still. he uh I think he beefed it real hard this year. I don't I don't even know who the fuck that is. <laughs> and TV cameraman. The bio pieces il- illuminate the life Morris each competitor arose out of to stand up and become their best self. The biggest excitement of one amazingly competent guy competitor was buying a $600 used car. So let's stop right there and talk about what makes American Ninja Warrior, in my opinion, trash television. Oh, gosh. Um, Each season, it's gotten progressively worse that what the show creators are interested in is not the athleticism, is not the ability, is not the things that the competitors are doing on the course. We actually spend more time watching, like, lifetime quality videos of the competitors going through lives challenges uh you know outside of the course (laughs) um and they seemingly pick competitors based on like and and the food network and other channels are very guilty of doing this too they seemingly pick competitors based more america wants is inspiration porn inspiration Inspiration like it is inspiration porn and i think porn is the best word for it because it's exploitative it's like cringy and embarrassing and like just in your fucking face they seemingly pick competitors based more on how powerful quote-unquote their stories are over how well they do on the course to the extent that this year or this season or whatever seasons on hulu most recently they've even started letting some of the competitors bring family members on who don't have any athletic ability just because those family members have some kind of like story and they're related to a famous american ninja warrior uh, right, it was like some some American Ninja Warrior like they let they let her bring her dad on her like overweight father. No, okay, okay, that was even because he he is the father of a small child. The yeah. small child has views of her being incredibly awesome on like a children's. Oh yeah, this was a different ninja thing, course. And so she was like, "Dad, you should run a ninja yeah. course," but like you could tell that he was not. Like, he hadn't trained to be a ninja. Like, he wasn't, he didn't have a warped wall, like, in the basement and, like, doing it. And he, like, beefed it real hard. And we just got to watch his child watch that, which is, okay. (laughs) It was was imminently satisfying. Oh, gosh. And see, that's the thing. The worst part is that you can't, you can't even laugh at the videos because you know that deep down these are real people and these really are their stories. But it's like, it just is so stretched out of context and so, like, forced that it's like, oh, gosh. And then you watch, you watch, like, it feels like an eternity of this person's struggle and like, and they, they did this and then this happened and they had a family member die and blah, 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 blah. blah. And then on the second obstacle, you watch them like go just ass up into the water. (laughs) And it's like, what am I supposed to feel right now? Like, I just, can we just let them just be people, just be people. And then I can laugh when you go, you watch you have to sit through like a 5 minute video of someone like literally 
I mean, they're not in the hospital anymore. They are recovered in on American Ninja Warrior, but you, they still, like, put them in a hospital garb and put them in a hospital so they can get some fucking B-roll. And so you're watching this B-roll of this person, like, pretending to be sick and in the hospital as they talk about having leukemia for, like, five years. And then they're Which re- is terrible. And then they're recovered, and they're on American Ninja Warrior, and then they fucking beef it. Just really hard, and then you don't know how to feel. Because it's so, but it literally, they just went up there and and the individual was like, I I, ha, I battled leukemia for a long time. Like, being here is really important to me. Like, if we had a cutaway and they just said that, I would be like, I really hope you do well. And then if they didn't do well, I'd be like, that sucks. Try again next year. But with these, like, the, the exposition is absurd. There's a lot of that. And there's been a lot of, like, like, like charity positions. Like, like the, the father of the daughter who's a, a YouTube like this father filmed she is very cute and very cool though he he filmed this little girl doing an american ninja warrior uh obstacle course and then it got a bunch of views on youtube so nbc was like hey come on and fucking run the course old man <laughs> so this this like overweight dad like barely makes it through the first obstacle and everyone's freaking out and then he gets the second obstacle and like doesn't even grab the bars that he's supposed to grab he just like slips right off because <laughs> because of course he would i would and but that's like a, that there's only 100 people that get to do the qualifiers so that's a position that some other person who probably waited in line for like days could have had but no instead we give it to we give it to the 40 year old anyway well some some of the older competitors are awesome like that guy who looks like Doug Jones and his name is Booty he is fucking and he is, he's very cool and his he, name is obnoxious but he is he is but that's cool. his name it's the one he was given Let, let's get back to this <laughs> Review. You have been listening to the Jess and Jonathan American Ninja Warrior fan cast. We, I, I, I have been thinking we could do a fan cast. <laughs> it would be a very good fan cast. Uh, no, it would be us getting irate about modern television. It's modern American television, let's be honest. True. Uh, many competitors perhaps have not much of a life outside of training for and competing in American Ninja Warrior. To their credit, the producers never exploit the potentially model and sentimental backstories bullshit <laughs> what the fuck are you even talking about <laughs> potentially modeling they are modeling all goofy like SAT words <laughs> right all goofy and poverty-stricken stories are leveled as part of creating a level playing field for everyone that's american ninja warrior a true american meritocracy but also the 40 year old overweight dad gets to beef it on the second obstacle and we all get to laugh in front of his child that's a true american meritocracy actually a pretty apt political statement (laughs) many stories are way better than olympic backstories such as the rookie woman competitor whose day job is one-to-one caring for a wheelchair-bound cerebral palsy teen who she deeply cares for. The okay, te- that's Jessie Flex Lebrecht. Yeah. And she, like, that's she not... She has a name. She has a name. She has a name, and she's amazing. And she's amazing. But, like, we can't... Oh, gosh, we can't define people... Based on their backstories. Oh, gosh. Well, okay, first of all, also... Mm-hmm. The the person that Jesse worked with has a name. I'm pretty sure it was Emmeline, but I don't remember exactly. Emily, maybe, but I'm not sure. Yeah. But she has a name. Mm-hmm. Wheelchair bound is a really offensive term. Yeah. Um, yes, they're not wheel like they I, use I that, a wheelchair. Yeah. They're not wheelchair bound. Like that's I. Outdated, perhaps. It's outdated. It's outdated, and it and it focuses more on a piece of equipment than on a human being. True. 
But also, like, we can't define Jessie Lebrecht by her job. Like, we can't, like, that's her job. And maybe she does have a really great relationship. And that's beautiful and wonderful. But we can't be like, she's amazing because she does this job. Lots of people do that job. She's amazing because she has thigh muscles that could literally carry all of us to heaven with her. <laughs> that's why she's amazing and she did that on purpose to be fair that's how the show defines her too like we see her training a little bit just in some b-roll but we don't hear about the training or why she's so like amped to be on the show we don't see any of that we just see her doing her job because that's where the model and sentimental backstory <laughs> is so they they exploit the fuck out of it they I mean, exploit it's the so fuck out exploitative of it. Um, we just we can't this vicarious inspiration by like oh my gosh she works with somebody who has cerebral palsy isn't she inspiring oh I pronounced that totally wrong like I just like it's not the teen attended her first stage trial priceless joy on her face each competitor's family is present to cheer them on this includes dads who were formerly in prison and aged grandfather mentors brothers sisters and spouses of competitors get converted to at least training if not competing okay i will say real okay i'm gonna be done in just a second i'm gonna jump off my my soapbox i will say that using her fame as a ninja warrior to raise awareness about cerebral palsy like that's that's really cool like Mm -hmm. and and her like friend getting to come and be on the sidelines and increasing visibility like all of that is really good and really needed but we can't just be like how inspiring because she just you know like that just makes yeah. it like oh you know she brings herself down to that level like no like she does that job does because she wants way. to it's just that oh that part's so gross to me Ugh, <laughs> Sick, nasty. Yeah. the stories of kids inspired by american ninja warrior are too numerous to count the shots of local american ninja warrior fan clubs and gym sessions around the country are legion <laughs> we are legion <laughs> American Ninja Warrior is a rare convergence of the best of honorable American multicultural spirit, exceptional athletic preparation, intention, and expertise, two positive announcers, as well as each and every competitor cheering for and encouraging every other competitor. That sentence. My God. (laughs) Season 7 was the breakthrough season for popularity. I went and looked at the original Japanese TV show in the current version of this same Japanese show. The difference between how athletes treat each other and how the producers treat and engage with their athletes differs so widely between American and Japanese counterparts as to make your jaw drop. (laughs) American ideals of equality, fairness, and human dignity are 100% to 1,000% higher in the American edition. Suck all of my balls. (laughs) Suck 1,000% of my balls. Please. Please. Oh, my God. In my mind, exporting American Ninja Warrior to foreign countries would be one of the greatest conveyances for positive, healthy American values and culture. We took it from another country. That's what we do. We took it from another place. That's what we did. We took it from another place. We took it from another place. (laughs) Made it incredibly obnoxious and loud and horrifyingly sentimental. And now you want us to ship it out to other places? Actually, pretty. That's what we do. That's pretty appropriate. That's what we do. That's what we let take me, it and we make it um, usually worse. That let me just say, there is a show in out there right now that exports uh, positive, healthy values and culture. It's called The Great British Bake Off, and if you haven't seen it, you should. Oh, it's the best 
let's show that there is. Well, not anymore because now Mary Berry's not on it. I know. And she's she's all of our I grandmothers. I have watched it since then. Yeah, she's no, my grandmother. No other reality show comes close. The Amazing Race probably comes closest. I give it an oh, eight man. out of ten compared to is the American Amazing Ninja Race Warrior. still on. Yeah. Is that still a thing? Yeah, for sure. What season are they on? The, Amer- the, the Amazing Race is one of the other Emmy-nominated Emmy shows in that category, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. What, what is the Emmy? What is the Emmy uh, for? Best, best Reality Competition Program. That's an Emmy? Yeah. It's American Ninja Warrior, RuPaul's Drag Race, which already won, so like whatever. I mean, they haven't announced the winners yet, but like, come on. <laughs> the Voice, Project Runway, The Amazing Race, and Top Chef. Huh. <laughs> you want to hear I'm the other review? I'm just a bird that eats television. <laughs> you want to hear the review that that uh, connects with our biases a little bit better? Oh goodness, do we need to feed our biases? <laughs> this is by Mail C Wood. The same IMDb thread of reviews, three stars out of ten. Could be a lot better if they would focus on the game and not the backstory. I think Netflix's ultimate beastmaster shows what this should oh. could. What this should could have been if it was actually executed correctly. Ultimate Beastmaster, also a great uh, source for trash television. Oh my gosh, we watched, okay, we watched the whole thing and then we watched a couple of the episodes um, with Spanish commentating on it because it was. No, 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 no. We watched the first two episodes in the English edition. And like, Terry Crews is great and all, but. Fuck off. He was super annoying. Oh, but I do love him. So I do then, love him. Don't get me wrong. I do love him. We watched the rest of the first season. In Spanish. In and it was Spanish, amazing. And it, it was amazing. It was, it was so, so good. It was so, 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 Still a bad so show. good. Still a bad show. Oh, gosh. It's terrible. We watched all of it. And if they made another season, I definitely would watch it. Don't they even did. play. I thought you knew that. There's another season on right now. I'm pretty sure. You definitely knew that. And, and you mentioned watching it, and I was like, uh. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm going to, they endlessly. I'm going to watch it. I'm going okay. to watch it. Okay, I'll be there. <laughs> I know you will. They endlessly rehash events and skip the actually interesting runs in favor of showing quote unquote sob stories that nobody cares about. I am sorry, but if you can't complete the course, then I do not care at all about your backstory. Holy shit. And even if you can complete the course, I still don't care enough about your backstory to watch it for five minutes. <laughs> Instead of watching another comp- another competitors compete. They should do it with marionettes. Just, to, just <laughs> They should do all the, the setup stories with puppets. I would watch a puppet version. Oh man, just a puppet version like th- this is this is their sob story. I love a, a little a little puppet Akbar. <laughs> yes, a little and a little puppet Nat Eisman, and they just they just hang out. I well, see you. this is the first woman I've ever laid eyes on. This is history. <laughs> like I, she's <laughs> the first woman to beat the first obstacle. Also, the first woman to run today. <laughs> <laughs> First woman to beat the second obstacle right here in this city that we've never come to before. <laughs> wow. 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 Just simply say, this guy makes pizza, or this person is dealing with autism and there is his mom supporting him. And show a few shots of them doing something cool. Not their home. Kickflips. Kickflips. Always kickflips. Always kickflips. Not their home life or them in the hospital. That is not why people watch this show. Know your audience. <laughs> 
Also, the obstacles are way too focused on upper body strength. Make it more diverse like Beastmaster, but don't lower the bar for the women like you are doing. If you want to give more screen time to women, make a woman's set and a men's set like the Olympics. Not a fan of that idea. Excuse me, have you seen Michelle Warnke? Can I talk have one you? more time about about the good things about American Ninja Warrior? Have you seen my Michelle Warnke? Have you, have you looked lately at this, my Michelle Warnke? You have a very impressive truck. It can carry a lot of things. Have you seen my Michelle Warnke? Have you seen Michelle Warnke? Because she's amazing. Oh, Barclay Stockett also really amazing. Really fantastic. They're all amazing. They're all amazing. They're all amazing. The show show is not amazing. No, but they're amazing and I love them. What else do you have for me? Well, babe, life's a beach. Life's, ooh, life's a beach. My favorite Duke Nukem expansion. Life's a beach cake. Life's a, okay. Li- life's a, be- a beach cake. It's life's a beach, a beach cake. cake. It's a beach cake. Um, This is a recipe from Semi Homemade by Sandra Lee. Oh, shit. My girl. It takes fifteen minutes. Can we can we sum up can we sum up Sandra Lee in in a tight one minute for our listeners who might not know who Sandra Lee is? Okay, I can I can sum up in less than that. Okay, you go and then I'll go. It is cocktail time. Cocktail time. Is that it? That's it. That's all okay. you need to know. I will say cilantro is like parsley for those people in the East. Okay, listen. Sandra Lee is, has had a show on the Food Network for 178 years um, where she takes things that she buys at the grocery store and then puts them in a bowl, calls it a recipe, and gets drunk. That is her show. That is what she does. She's never aged, not one time. She looks the exact same as she did 178 years ago when her show started. And it is, it is a, it is baffling to watch. It is incredible. One time, I'm not going to talk about it, but I will bring it, I will bring it up because you should look it up. She made a Kwanzaa cake. Look, Google, Google Kwanzaa cake. And I'm sure. Kwanzaa cake. I, uh, Alton Brown had some fun things to say about the Kwanzaa cake. Also, if you look up, um. I'm sorry. Some of Anthony Bourdain's story about, stories about Sandra Lee, uh. (laughs) She or he he has some some pretty funny stories about her too. Look up look up Kwanzaa cake. I I apologize in advance. It is offensive. It is it is it is <laughs> it appalling is to the offensive senses. and 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 phallic. It oh, Sandra Lee is is sort of like uh, a sort of fanged eldritch demon. Oh my god, she's a cryptid. She Sandra she Lee is, is a cryptid. cryptid. She she is a cryptid. She she crawled out of the woods of West Virginia and decided that cooking was going to be her thing. Um, I think she. I think it was like a sand dune. Actually, she like arose from a sand dune in California. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like uh, skittered her way bottle into bottle of wine in hand. <laughs> no, <laughs> bottle of Everclear, like grain mm-hmm. alcohol okay. in her hand, skittered in the city. <laughs> I just like she. It's it's just baffling. She is a baffling enigma. I I cannot. You have. She is an experience. 
and she made a cake. Oh, good. Called Life's the Beach Cake. One purchased angel food cake. Oh, God. Ten large marshmallows. There's nothing worse in life than a, a like a purchased angel food cake. Go on. There are worse things. Two containers vanilla frosting. Blue food coloring. Half cup sweetened flaked coconut. Here, a uh, special equipment, pastry bag, large star tip, three paper umbrellas, jellied octopus candy, and oh, chocolate sea- sea- seashell candy. Seashell. If she spent more time cooking and less time at the fucking party store, maybe she could come up with some decent recipes. Place the cake wide side down on serving planter. Fill the hole with marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Spread one half. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. Angel food. The hole in an angel, angel food cake not be small. No. That's why you need 10 large marshmallows. Oh, my God. Sandra Lee knows exactly how many marshmallows you fit in the hole. <laughs> she's she's run the numbers. <laughs> she's got, guys. She, she has done the research on this one, guys. It takes 10. Oh, my God. Spread one and one half containers of frosting evenly over the top and sides of the cake to coat completely. Stir food coloring one drop at a time into remaining half container of frosting until desired color is reached. Transfer blue colored frosting to pastry bag fitted with star tip. Pipe thick line of frosting around base of cake starting at the base. Create a swirling... In semicircle upward motion, drag wooden skewer through the blue colored frosting to form a wave design, arrange umbrellas on top, arrange jellied octopus candy and chocolate seashells decoratively on cake, sprinkle coconut around base of cake. Oh, don't show me a picture. <laughs> Wait, that's the professional picture? Or that's is that, the professional picture. That's not a picture someone took after they made it? Fuck. Oh, God. It, it looks how you would imagine, like, my friends. You didn't do anything to make the cake more enjoyable. You just did a bunch of dumb decorating that looks bad. Okay, but this is not a recipe podcast. This is a review podcast. <laughs> Food Network user D Barb. D Barb. D Barb had this two star review, and I'm going to preface this review. Nope. You know what? I won't. I have DVD night theme parties where we screen a movie on DVD and Ooh. eat foods with whimsical names that match the evening's movies. Oh, man. I'm always afraid to whip out the DVD player. This was chosen for Kevin Costner night. Ooh. After considering Cake in a Bottle, The Untouchable Cake, Robin Hood, Prince of Cakes, Tin Cake, and Mr. Brooks' imaginary homicidal friend's beach-themed cakes, the choice just jumped out at us in the four DVDs for $20 section. Life's a Sizzle Beach USA cake. Oh, the cake tasted about the way one would expect, based on the ingredients, but it was still slightly better than Waterworld. <laughs> oh my God. That's actually a funny little thing there at the end. I, what I was going to preface this is I like... Immediately looked at when it, when it was written. I was like, "Why is this shocking?" We have a DVD night where we watch a DVD movie. Ooh, I know, I know. Right? I was thinking, like, man, I'm I'm always afraid to to like fucking wear out the DVDs. 2011. Yeah. 2011. Well, no, I I mean maybe you don't know this, but it's common knowledge that DVDs, if you play them too much, they they will wear out. Oh, they'll just you... kind of they'll start to melt and you... sort of 
you burn down. that hole yeah in that one there's portion a hot, of hot men laser in, black, in there yeah and you just you can't ever see that scene where he shoots the girl in the head ever again i know right when i was a kid <laughs> when i was a kid i put the dvd of the men in black on and I, I set that scene to loop and watched it a hundred times. And then I broke the DVD and I had to hide it from my parents. Oh, man. You know what DVD we did legitimately break when I was a child from overwatching? Oh, I, I, I almost remember, but I can't wait. I can't wait for you to say it. UHF by Weird Al Yankovic. Not what I expected. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> That's who I am as That's a person. Where you're from. That's where I'm coming from as a person. How did it break? I mean, did it actually like wear down? Well, no, I have, I have three brothers, and yeah. it, it snapped in half at okay. some point. Okay. I think so we were it, on, potentially on the, roughhousing around an open yeah. DVD player. So on the hundredth view, your your siblings basically said, "Well, that was fun. It's <laughs> now I need a shuriken. It's starting to get a little boring. How about we pr- play shurikens?" For somebody who doesn't have siblings, you are surprisingly knowledgeable about how that went. I've seen I've seen Bob's Burgers. <laughs> that, that's what I my get, childhood. Was I like, get the basically. idea. Uh, basically, I love Men in Black. Can we do that fan cast next? No. Okay. This was tasty and cute. So many ratings here say it was stale or processed. I bought a fresh ingredients and it tasted wonderful. If you buy stale cake and cheapo frosting, it will taste bad. It was fun to decorate and looked cute. It's cake and frosting, for heaven's sake. All the kids loved it. Can I... Is a five-star review from Jennifer D. What what in that recipe is available to buy fresh? Other than, I guess, the cake. But, like, all of it. fresh can obvi- you get A that? fresh, fresh container of canned frosting. Made fresh. Mm. Fresh, fresh container. I went down container. to the farmer's market and got myself some frosting. Some container frosting. Some mm-hmm. fresh container frosting. Got myself a tub of frosting from the local farm. And a, and a fresh packaged anal food. A, a... <laughs> anal what? Anal food cake. Okay. And then I put fresh marshmallows in the hole. That's what I did. Whew. That's what I did as a person. All right. You really need to get the fresh and the gummy f- octopus candies. Really? You have to... You can't just buy... The, I know everyone just buys the food coloring, but it's a fucking trap. It's a fucking trap. It's a trap. You have to buy the blueberries, and you have to boil them and make jam, and then you throw the jam away, <laughs> and you take the residue, and that is your food coloring. What it's how the Native Americans of, like, did it. Like beaver shit or something? What? Isn't there like red food colorings made from like some kind of weird beaver dropping or like gland? I think it's red food coloring is made. It's from, like I mean, a beaver gland. I know what I'm Googling later. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, well, there's a very, very uh, obviously well thought out Huffington Post article about it. So. Okay, we'll come. We'll come. A- any, anyway, anyway. Whew. Do you Ooh. want to talk about Thai iced tea? I do. Thai, oh. Wait, Thai dye tea? Thai iced tea. Thai, okay, yes. Something mm-hmm. that I do enjoy Love quite some thai iced tea. a bit. But this is going to... No. So, no, no, let me tell you how you make Thai iced tea. According to... This is how you make it. This is No, this is real. It's on the Food Network website. This is how you make Thai iced tea. But... This is how you do it. But the, no, this it's going to be... Sh- 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 one 16-ounce bottle unsweetened iced tea. Uh... 
vanilla chai latte mix, sweetened condensed milk, yellow food coloring, red food coloring, Irish whiskey, and cream-based liqueur optional, like Bailey's. And ice cubes. Sandra Lee is a genocidal maniac. <laughs> yeah. That's how you make it. That's how you make it. And it's orange because of the food coloring. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's so it's not hard to make your own fucking tea. Like, I get the semi-homemade thing. I get the busy mom coming home thing. And I'm glad that that exists for people, though I wish it was someone other than Sandra Lee. Melissa D. Arabian does that now. Yeah. And she she's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck you, though. <laughs> like, just make your own fucking tea. Don't put fucking food coloring. Don't put apparently beaver shit in in your Thai iced tea. Also, there was a certain back back when we lived in Knoxville, oh, and I I worked a really horrible life ruining retail job. Um, next <laughs> next door to the the box store where I worked was another big box store, but it was a local box store. It was the Asian market. And that's a place where I live and love. Um, and I, I went to that place all the time. And sometimes I'd walk over there to get lunch because it made my life just a little bit brighter and a little bit better. <laughs> and sometimes with my lunch, I got a like bottle of Thai iced tea from their little coolers. And on about the fourth time that I got it and had really bad diarrhea, oh, I, started, I started to realize that maybe it was the Thai iced tea. Oh, no. um, and now I'm starting to wonder if that's because of beaver shit. It's not because of beaver shit. That was a roundabout way of making another joke about the beaver shit. Let me have another review. <laughs> we'll just see if that landed in post. I think it uh, did. I think it did. <laughs> I think it landed like a fucking gymnast. Shannon T. I actually think this recipe title is a misprint. This recipe calls for chai mix, which is sold in every grocery store and coffee shop practically anywhere you go. It was also categorized with about eight different chai tea recipes, which leads me to believe this is what it was supposed to be. I have prepared this recipe, and it is indeed an exquisite one. Was a crowd pleaser, and I will continue to serve it, as it definitely resembles the iced vanilla chais I order on a daily basis. Except this one is spiked and delicious. Oh, God. Man, I fucking love Thai tea. DJ replied with this. That was a five-star review. This is a four-star review. Oh, what's wrong? This recipe is listed correctly. I watched the episode. Sandra uses dry vanilla chai tea latte mix. Sandra does things her way and comes up with a great different cocktail. It reminds me of a drink I enjoyed in Beijing, China four years ago. So it's not like the coffee shop's version. It's Sandra's way. Thanks. Her being, of course, a member of the, or, or he, don't want to make any assumptions, being a member of the uh, infamous Sandra Lee fan club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did he have in China that had Bailey's and Irish whiskey in it? Who goes to China and engages in all that culture and like opens their mind up to so many new, interesting things and traditional ways of doing things and then comes home and watches fucking Sandra Lee and then defends her on the internet? Chai tea, you know. The famously Chinese from tea. From China. Obvious. China. Chai China. Duh. It's definitely not uh, the word for tea in Hindi. What do we got? What do we got? Hit me up. Okay. No bake daffodil cake. Ooh. Oh. 
One bakery bought half sheet cake, frosted yellow. One bakery bought eight inch round single or layer cake, frosted white. Nine bakery bought cupcakes with white and yellow frosting. Twelve daffodil decorated cookies. Two tubs riding frosting. Kwanzaa cakes. (laughs) Lourdes B. had this five star review. Mm. This is the best recipe and the cake turned out moist and delicious. Everyone wanted to learn my secret. You know oh, what her secret is? You know what, ooh, you know what her secret is? What? She went to the Kroger and she bought a cake. <laughs> Lourdes, what's your secret? I didn't do shit. I went to the Kroger. I went to the Kroger and I purchased a sheet cake and then I put cake on it. Yeah, it was like another sheet cake, right? Yes, yeah, yes. The idea is that you take the the flat sheet cake, mm-hmm. and then on top of it, you put the round sheet cake, and mm. then on 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 around that, you put yellow and white cupcakes, also purchased from the store, and then with that, you put daffodil cookies, right? Just to kind of on it. Where are we getting the daffodil cookies from? Is that another recipe? Um, no, no, you just get them. I've never seen is that are daffodil cookies a thing? The fickle chef had this one star review. Oh good. Substituted tulips for daffodils. Turned out awful. <laughs> what the fuck? The tulips ruined it. What do you not understand? Oh. No, the tulips I was gonna make a daffodil cake, but I wanted tulips instead and it it fucking I failed. Just really like it ruined it. I've been just been on a tulip kick like lately, man. I go outside and see them tulips and I'm like, mmm, dinner. <laughs> I put it in my dessert and it sucked. Turns out it's a savory flower. One star. <laughs> we recently um got some drinks with a friend of ours and one of the cocktails that we got had a flower in it. And this friend is a very persuasive person and she told us that the flour was okay to eat and that we should take a bite of it and despite the fact that normally I don't just put random shit in my mouth I was like absolutely I'll take a bite of this flour for you and I did and it was terrible I hated it it was edible I f- I it, it was edible it was like a hydrangea or hibiscus, no, hibiscus. it was a hibiscus yeah, yeah. flower it's totally edible yeah oh it's totally edible I didn't doubt she's a medical professional it so. was nasty but it was sick nasty and she ate the whole thing I did too yeah, of course you did. I I had sampled a lot of hard liquor. <laughs> Gotta love hard liquor samples and then they give you an edible flower. Not the normal kind of edible flower for Portland, but... Mm. 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 Apparently, Angelina Jolie made this for Maddox's birthday. It goes to show that you can switch up the theme and get it to be for any occasion. Five stars. Okay. I have no idea what to make of that. That's it. That's all I have. That's Who, it. That's it. Angelina Jolie celebrated whose birthday? Her son Maddox. Oh. Oh, I'm just supposed to know that. Okay. Oh. Everybody knows her son's name is Maddox. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah, that's, uh, that's just knowledge. a thing that's that people totally know. Totally common knowledge, yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for my second batch of reviews for the second trash television that we love and have loved for basically the entire duration of, of our sordid, sordid relationship? So it's sordid relationship. Jonathan and I have been together for a very long time. And we've we've basically watched this since the start. Oh, gosh. There's been so many things. What show do you think it is that we've watched since the start? That we are still watching? That we still watch every now and then, like an old flame. Oh, man. Because there's several shows that we used to watch, like Pawn Stars. We, I've seen a lot of Pawn Stars, and we just don't watch it anymore. 
Yeah, because that was awful. That was oh, a bad. Gosh. That was a bad time in our lives. <laughs> what is it? The host really needs to shut the fuck up. Oh, chop, chop, chop! The big bad oh, chopper, Ted Allen. Ted, oh, see, listen. I feel like you brought this up just so that I could tell everybody about my conspiracy theory about the Scripps Network. This, yes, this the Scripps Network's uh, devious plan to fuck the rest of network cable. No. No, it's that I, I, I think that Mark Summers has replaced everyone on the Food Network and uh, HGTV with um, Life Like Androids, and then he keeps yeah. Ted Allen in his basement. Have I already talked about that? No, <laughs> no, but we have, and I always assumed the intention was that then the robots would duplicate and reproduce and kind of infect everybody. And oh. then all of TV would be led by robots, and we're clearly getting there, case in point, Matt Eisman. Oh, do you think he's in Mike Summers' basement? I think he is. Oh, man. Mark Summers. So, yeah, so Mark, Where are people go? Mark Summers, prolific, prolific Food Network producer and one-time host of a Nickelodeon game show, definitely kidnaps people, puts them in his basement, replaces them with androids a la Krieger from Archer, <laughs> and then runs a network with them because they are all emotionless robot automatons. I have, I have, two, I have two points of evidence for this, and then we can move on. One. Ted Allen used to be a part of the Fab Five. And he was awesome. And he was, I mean, he was in the 90s or early 2000s. I don't remember. But anyway, so he did fall prey to that. But he used to have a personality. He used to have character. And now he is the the man that we all know and love on Chopped. Mm-hmm. He was replaced. And hasn't aged in like eight years. Also, yes. Yes. Um, more than that. Probably. <gasps> Neither has Sandra Lee. They're all fucking robots. Oh my all gosh. The way down. Oh my gosh. All but no, down. what if what if he's replacing these people and then stealing their souls to feed to Sandra? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Good eats Alton Brown versus now Alton Brown. Not the same person. No. Not really the not. same. Replaced by an android. Alton Brown is in Mark Summer's basement with Ted Allen. Alton Brown used to be this like fun, kooky, mad kitchen scientist, and now he's this like fucking extremely savvy like media fucking tyrant who will like just do whatever he's told for money now he's he's fucking aku from samurai jack he's just like a looming dangerous figure pretty much do you want to hear some reviews for, I, for I Chopped? Guess. I guess I do, yeah. Also, I like I like in the Everyone's a Critic canon, we are, we <laughs> everyone everyone who has a show or is a personality on the Food Network is a robot, except for Sandra Android. Lee. Android. Except for Sandra Lee, who is a demon. She's a demon who eats souls. Uh, okay, first review for Chopped. One star out of ten. This is IMDb <gasps> still. Oh, man. By Matthew Capitano. This is in 2014. Fixed. This show is fixed. You can tell the judges have decided beforehand which contestant they want to win. Once they chopped a chef, even though his competitor forgot to put the meat on the entree plate. (laughs) Chefs with particularly troubled pasts revealed during the bio part of the show often seem to win the competition. The judges are predictably smug and unfriendly, oftentimes critiquing a dish by saying something really stupid, like the dessert is too sweet. I'd like to see the judges prepare something on the clock, but they don't have the guts to do it. Every one of them knows they get chop- they'd get chopped. Not a real competition. A legitimate contest would be much more interesting and fair. 
so the so the chop judges have I don't know if they had done it by 2014, but I'm almost certain they oh, had. Oh yeah, they had they, exposed yeah. back the. They've done specials where they compete in chopped. Yeah. Like they do that already. All so, the time. Scott Conan's all the time up in a bitch trying to compete. Yeah. So clearly, Matthew, you're not watching enough of the fucking show. <laughs> But I do think he has a point because I watched an episode pretty recently and I don't know when it was from. It was like I was visiting somebody who like had cable. It was very strange. But uh, this badass woman was one of the competitors and she was amazing. And she made a crispy tostada that looked really good. And this other competitor who had already proved himself to be a jackass made a soggy tostada. And she got sent home and he got to stay. And I don't think that is right. He winked at her too, and I got irate. Oh yeah, he was a real piece of shit. Oh, and he, she looked at it and said, "Don't wink at me." And I was like, "Get it, tell him." And then she went home. And then she went home because life's a bitch. Cake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next review: seven out of ten. Laughable at times, but fun and different. By a storm of swords thirteen. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just want to read you this bit. This is the last paragraph, basically. I'm excited. I'm excited. My other big problem is that the host is way too easy to make fun of during the cooking portions of the episodes. (laughs) And so it makes the show more laughable at times when it really doesn't need to be as so. However, it doesn't destroy the show entirely as he does a professional job with eliminations and introductions. So we're talking about Ted Allen here. Ted Allen. Mr. Allen himself. Aww. Uh, we have a tradition that comes from <laughs> from your family, right? That then got passed to me. You used to do it with your siblings, I think, where you'd watch Chopped. Oh, and if yeah. Ted Allen was talking, really, just at all, at all, just but especially up in the business, like they have just a set amount of time, and Ted Allen has this habit of like be being in between a chef and the workstation, just like up in it. And so, I mean, not with my siblings, but the. We just would shout quite frequently, shut the fuck up, Ted Allen. God bless Ted Allen. <laughs> All right. One star. Insult to the art of fine cooking oh. and to common sense. Oh. By Poet Comic One. <gasps> Poet Comic. Ooh. Ooh. Someone's got a grad degree. Someone's Ooh. got an MA in English. MA in English. I watched the first episode and I am still picking my jaw up off the floor. The, content- the first ever episode of Chopped ever, ever? I guess. From 1874? They're an IMDb reviewer who uses things like insult to the fine art of cooking as a subject line. So yeah, if they're watching a show, they start at the beginning. Okay, so we're cranking the old wheel of time back to 1874 when <laughs> Chopped started because it's on what, season 22? Or, or higher than that, yeah. It's on season 58. They don't, they don't believe in... This person doesn't believe in Spotify. If they're not listening to the whole album, they're not doing it right. So fuck off. First episode. That was you eight years ago. And still. <laughs> the contestants kept a constant self-pity party going through the whole show about how they must each win. They must or they will be destroyed. It was sickening. The premise of the show is to give each chef a box of bizarre and even revolting ingredients and force them to concoct a finished dish using those ingredients, which included such swill as grape jelly beans and sickening canned shrimp, okra, and buttermilk, parentheses, exclamation point after buttermilk, don't don't know why, (laughs) and to do it in a ridiculously short amount of time. No, no, 
It gets better. No, no, no. The the weird ingredient there was not buttermilk. Like, I am fine with great jelly beans. They have a lot of culinary uses. <laughs> but buttermilk, excuse, excuse the fuck out it's of like, me, buttermilk? It's buttermilk and then that sound from Milk Your Solid. Buttermilk. <laughs> burp, burp. Uh... The great and truly creative chefs of the hot cuisine spending hot cuisine. spend days mixing, changing, and redoing elements of a dish to create something magical. Constantly changing, tasting, adjusting, tasting, substituting this for that, and only once in a while do they come up with a masterpiece. Some of the signature dishes of well-known chefs have been through 40 or 50 versions before they are perfected. This show is a travesty and an insult because it does not even acknowledge the most fundamental aspects of true culinary art. I can count on one hand the times I saw these chefs, quote unquote, chefs, even taste anything at all. Oh, that's not at all to do with the editing because they don't edit the show. It is. That's one of the unique things about Chopped is that they don't edit it. They just show you right right from the beginning to end. Like that you start with your 20 minutes and they just play all the way through until the end of the day. Like it is a long show, six, seven hours sometimes. But like that's what you got to do if you're passionate. Last line of the review. The dishes these chefs were forced to come up with were so depressing. Now... What Poet Comic 1 has a problem with is not necessarily Chopped, though chop, Chopped is a symptom. No, he has a the problem disease, that he didn't get to watch everyone taste. But it go, taste it's larger it. than that. Poet Comic 1 seems, seems to have... Poet Comic 1 seems to have a problem with competition. <laughs> competition formats of any kind. Because if you're not allowed to redo your effort 50 times and live up to the finest expectations of your art then what's the point so so when someone's a millennial someone's a millennial right when when an olympic sprinter shows up and does does their sprint if they don't get to like redo it over and over and over until they get it just right what's the fucking point there isn't one there isn't one what's the fucking point Mm -mm. how can i know who's the fastest if they don't all get to do it until the end of time (laughs) last review one star Crapped. (laughs) By S. Witten, 79. I am so sick and tired of the three chefs with attitudes. I think that they have forgotten how to cook since they sit on their butts so much and judge other chefs. I think at times they... Once they taste a dish and think to themselves, damn, why didn't I think of that? I think their egos get in the way of fair judging. I would love to see them go against some of these chefs instead of each other and then be judged by the coworkers. Why not bring back some of the chopped champs? Why not bring back some of the chopped champs back and have them judge them and shred their dishes? And Scott, for a chef that likes to throw so many punches about too many red onions, peppers, and or any other vegetables that you don't like, why don't you get off your butt and challenge yourself by being on one of the stupid episodes that they fix for judges to win? I think you would be chopped first, Scott Conant. Scott Conant. Scott Conant with your stupid big hair. Big hair. Big hair Conant. It's full of secrets. What kind of secrets? Cooking secrets. What kind of cooking secrets? Yes, Crip- and... Oh. Uh, what kind of cooking secrets does Scott Conan's hair have? You just put pickle juice in everything. Uh, That's the secret. Uh, 
Gwyneth's the, the, the Gwyneth Paltrow approach to hair care. <laughs> and that's all I have on the chopped. The chop, the crapped. Mm-hmm. The crapped. Chop just got crapped by someone in their 2012 review. Oh goodness. Uh, you want to go watch some chopped? No, I want to eat pho. Oh right, we're going to get lunch. But, oh my gosh. But I want to watch chopped. Okay. Then uh, why don't you take us home? Oh, okay. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, while we get the, this off the ground, um, if you would like to get in touch with us, if you'd like to submit a funny review, or you'd like to say hello, we are available at by email at uh, foreveracritic at gmail.com. You're doing so good. <laughs> and we are That's available. That's a rude hand gesture. You shouldn't do that. Tw- we are available on Twitter at at Critic Everyone, however Twitter works. I don't. I still haven't. I guess I should tweet because now we have an episode up. Yeah, tweet to no, tweet into the abyss. I'm gonna tweet to the abyss. So find me on Twitter. Um, we're uploading every Wednesday, so you can catch new episodes on Wednesday. If that changes, I'll let you know because it will, fucking might. We will probably let you knows? know. Who the, Who hell, the knows? hell knows? Um, please. Uh, like like us or rate us or subscribe like us to or us, rate us on iTunes. On let iTunes me just say, and Google as, Play. As of this recording, we are not on iTunes because I can't fucking log in. Because um, it broke. It done broke. Because their website's fucking broken. Crapped. Uh, but until then, thank you so much for listening. We think that's just awesome. And we will catch you next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Now we have to go eat some fire. I'm literally going to die. <laughs>